as Rick said, uh, abbreviated service, and so I'm just going to share something short with you for a minute or two, Colossians 3.16. We've been looking at one another passages on the Brothers Keepers nights as we get ready to uh, disassemble, leave here, and meet up with our groups. And so, uh, so this, the idea is to kind of charge us with something as we go to spend some time in these smaller groups. And one another passages seem to have that kind of emphasis. There's a lot of this in the New Testament, especially. And there's one in Colossians 3.16, which is talking about, well, this is in context of worship. So it's talking about worship, not only worship, but it's certainly talking about worship. And in this verse, if I may read it to you, Paul writes, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So, right in the middle of that, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Here's one thought for you as you go to your group tonight. Everybody in this church needs encouragement. I think it was Mark Twain who said, I can go six months on one good compliment. You've heard that before. Six good months on one compliment, one good one. And I think we can probably relate to that in your life, in in any sphere of your life, in your family, your home environment. One good statement of encouragement from somebody you love can, can really make you go a long way. If you're at work... In an environment that may be difficult at times, you wonder how you're going to do it. One good word of encouragement from somebody you respect can make you go a long way. In the church, where we, to an extent, feel beaten up by the world a lot, and and you work in an environment that's, many of you do, work in an environment that's hostile to your faith, you come to church, to the assembly, Maybe one good compliment, one good word of encouragement from a brother or sister here can help you make it to the next time you assemble. Teaching and admonishing one another. That word admonish, in my mind, I hear a little bit of a negative overtone. Do you hear, I don't know if that's, if that's what you hear when you think of the word admonish, because I, uh, I think of, maybe exclusively, I think of correcting someone. Like, you know, my child was disobeying, so I admonished him. Well, the word admonish doesn't necessarily carry that. In fact, it's really just a strong word for encouraging. Now, encouraging can be correcting. It it can involve that, but it doesn't necessarily include that. So when you hear teaching and admonishing, don't think necessarily that this means you've got to find somebody in in, in the church and you've got to correct them for something. A lot of times that's not going to do a whole lot of building up. It can. Do it right if you have a right relationship, but it doesn't necessarily do that. So when you hear this, teaching and encouraging strongly one another in your walk. Not a single person in this room, no matter what kind of smiles we wear in this, the assembly, no matter how upbeat we seem when we're together, there's not a single person in this room who doesn't need to be encouraged. And so if that's true, it's true of you, it's true of the person sitting you know, a couple of pews ahead of you, and it's true of the person sitting on the other side of the room, it'll be true of every person in your group, in your home, or if you meet downstairs tonight, it'll be true of every person in there. And so what a difference it might make for you and me if we just made it our goal not just tonight, but, but sometime this week, to encourage, to strongly encourage somebody in this church family. Uh, I guarantee you it'll lift their spirits. Uh, one of the reasons we come here in a public assembly like this one on Sunday is to 
give folks an opportunity to become Christians. And if you are someone who has been considering the claims of Christ and you have come to the point in your life where you hold them to be true, why don't you make that confession in a public way, uh, confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That involves repentance, a change of heart and life. It involves baptism, which is a, uh, a, a going down into the waters of baptism, coming out to identify with Christ as he washes your sins away. And you can do that tonight, and we would be thrilled to help you with your obedience. Maybe you need to come back to him and ask for prayers from your church family. We'll, we'll serve you however we can. Let's stand and sing.